guys. It's Mackenzie Johnson and Lori Haynes from the Science of Parenting team, where hey. we work. To, hey, <laughs> we work to give you research-based information that fits your family. So today we're talking about how to navigate those feelings of missing out on big moments. The COVID-19 pandemic has a lot of impact on events and it's causing a lot of cancellations, postponements, and just frankly adjustments on how things are normally done. Oh yeah, so there's been a lot of stuff, you know, that different kids, particularly like our seniors in high school, even college kids, those big moments that they're kind of feel like they're missing out on. And so in the research, these kind of big moments or milestones or rites of passage, whatever term you might use. But in the research, they're called rituals. So that's kind of like where our research tidbits are headed today, um, talking about rituals. Rituals, exactly. So I'm going to share some research tidbits and then you're going to give us some reality, right? I am. Excellent. All right. So this first research tidbit, it's really beginning with that understanding of what is a ritual. So according to a lit review by Feast and his colleagues, rituals are defined across three important characteristics. So they are symbolic, meaning that rituals are a, rep <laughs> a representation. How about that? Yeah. Um, of who we are. Rituals are enduring and affective. So basically, it's us saying that this is the right thing to do and that it has lasting impact and it's a memory that we reflect on. So it's something that's enduring and affective or it has mm -hmm. feeling. The third one is that rituals have meanings that extend across generations. So this is kind of what we look forward to and who we will continue to be as we go through generations. So share some examples of those. Yeah. So, okay. So those three things, symbolic or rituals have, you know, they might be more about what they represent than what they actually are. So they're symbolic. They have enduring impact, right? So we look, it's a memory we can look back on and then something across generations. So, right, maybe my parents and grandparents did this before me or even my friends before me or my siblings, whoever that might be. Some examples that kind of come to mind that we've been hearing about include things, of course, like commencement or even like weddings and funerals, family reunions, state track, uh, a big theater event that had to get postponed. So anything that kind of meets this definition of, you know, represents something, whether it's a celebration or, um, you know, kind of what kids could have been looking forward to and adults, right? We've had things we maybe have had to change. But so these rituals, um, something that we could look forward to and that we could look back on. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they are. And, and as a as a mom of a teenager here, I've been hearing about a lot of rituals uh, yeah. that they're worried about missing and worried about not happening. So the next research bit tidbit is about coming to this understanding of why do rituals matter and what is it about them that um, is important. So Moore and Meyerhoff tell us that rituals foster a sense of belonging and that they promote feelings of group membership. Oh, yeah. And additionally, a 2002 study tells us that a ritual can provide togetherness, strengthen relationships, create emotional exchange, stability, and maintaining family contact. And then specifically to adolescents, Fees and colleagues found that meaningful aspects of rituals are actually related to some adolescent identity. So mm. that 
these rituals become part of who we are and that's why they mean so much. Oh yeah. And I think that part about like the group membership and like belonging is so important. When I think about the people I graduated from high school with, right? Like even no matter where you are in life, you always have that connection that this is something you did together mm -hmm. and, or like a family reunion. It keeps you all tied together because the people who are there have this memory to look back on. And so these rituals do provide, you know, that belonging and those connections to other people. They rituals have a big impact when we participate in them and a big impact when we're missing them too. Right. They do, especially when we have the whole period of unknown, is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we know rituals have an impact on us. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this piece about what happens when we when we feel like we're missing out. So a 2013 study looking at fear of missing out, mm -hmm. or in my child's words, FOMO, fear of missing <laughs> out, it's defined as this, this pervasive apprehension that others might have this rewarding experience that I'm absent from. Mm. So others are having this experience, they're enjoying it, and I'm my fear and apprehension is that I'm missing out. And so what the study found is that when people are experiencing high levels of this feeling of missing out, this is actually correlated with a lower psychological need satisfaction or a lower general mood or a lower general life satisfaction. And get this, an increased higher social media usage. So they uh -huh. feel like they're missing out, they feel less happy, and they are jumping on social media more to, to feel better. Mm. Yeah. Well, when we think about that last bullet of that connection and that membership, right, that social media is a way of connecting with other people. And yeah, if I'm feeling kind of like, grumpy or bummed out or grouchy or depressed or lacking motivation or whatever it might be related to that. I don't get to do the stuff I was looking forward to, right? Maybe my prom is canceled, um, you know, or that sporting event I've been working towards for four years is canceled. Like, yeah, I might not be in the best mood and I might be feeling, you know, like a little hopeless or something like that's fair. Those are big feelings, big feelings for both the students children, teens, and the adults. Think about, yeah. you know, what were the parents, what were the parents' ideas of what was going to happen at the rit rituals that their child is not going to experience? Mm -hmm. So, all right. So we're going to mix it up for a little bit for this last one. All right. Just to be, just to provide some reality-based advice for what to do if your child or you is really struggling with missing out on this big moment. So the first two are this, find out what rituals or big moments your child is actually reflecting on. Mm -hmm. You might have an idea, but have a conversation about what is it they're really feeling these big feelings about? What is it they it, really feel like they're going to miss out on? And it could be something different, right? So I might think like, oh, they're so devastated about prom or X, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. It could be something totally different, right? So be. checking in on what it is they feel like, you know, they might be missing out on. Right. And really, really important is this second piece that says accept and acknowledge feelings. You know, yes. as an adult, nothing drives me, you know, to the verge of more anger than when someone <laughs> says, I don't understand why you're so mad about this. Or, mm. you know, it's not that big of a deal. Well, well, these are my feelings. Mm -hmm. And to me, it actually is that big of a deal. And so yeah. it's really important when I think about rituals and the things that my children or family members are missing to accept and acknowledge 
their big feelings about this. Uh, you oh, know, they have yeah. big feelings about not going to preschool. If they're a preschooler, mm-hmm. they have big feelings about not having that birthday party. They yes. have big feelings about not getting to see their favorite teacher because it was almost time for their show and tell. And yes. so accepting and acknowledging those feelings is really, really important. Oh, yeah. And validating, you know, whatever, maybe your child's feeling relief about, you know, not having to do whatever that thing is, or maybe they're angry, or maybe they're disappointed, but whatever their experience is to let it be. And I think as adults, it can be easy for us to say, okay, well, in the big scheme of things, that really is like, we know that's not that big of a deal, right? What I remember from my senior prom is this, or I remember it was hot at commencement. That's all I remember. But for your teen, they're not getting to make their that memory themselves. Um, and so right. validating however they're feeling about that experience. Right. And so we have a couple more tidbits about that. So we could provide some extra attention and talk about the concerns and the factual reason why the big moment was canceled or postponed. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's not the school's fault. And, you know, just give them the facts instead of um, just brushing things off and saying it's not that big a deal. Let's really talk about why, it, you know, what are these facts around why it's being postponed and acknowledging mm-hmm. their feelings and then thinking creatively about how could we still create some of those feelings associated with that ritual? What are some things that we could do to maybe make that ritual happen a different way. You know, my prom looked like this. I don't need to recreate my prom for my child. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to recreate what my vision is of that ritual. What, do, what can we do to create it differently? What do you yeah. think? And I think we can use actually the definition we kicked off with, right? So understanding that these big moments, or even if our definition By our definition, they might feel like small moments, (laughs) but to Mm -hmm. our kids, they feel like big moments, right? So they have extra meaning. They represent something. They have long during impact and they um, have meaning across generations, right? The people before or after me have gotten to or will get to participate. And so how can we use that understanding, right? Maybe it's creating a new tradition or a new ritual. Um, Maybe it's reenacting, right, for your family. uh, Mm -hmm. What would have been the walk across the stage or... Maybe it's going out with their track mates after we're kind of done social distancing and letting them try for that record they've been working for. Can they beat their own time? Uh, can you do something virtually? Can you commit to doing it at a later date? Can it, yeah, like you said, can it look different than the way it maybe was supposed to go, but still capture some of those fun elements? So thinking creatively, especially using that understanding that we have of rituals, but creating that big moment, helping your child define it in their own way and your investment, this is what I think is kind of my biggest takeaway from this whole thing we're talking about is the investment that we've taken the time to listen to our kids, validate their feelings, and then come up with a creative solution. That really shows them that we care, right? If nothing else, they can look back on the memory, even if they don't appreciate it in the moment, but down the road that they can appreciate, my parents were there and they cared that this was hard for me and they helped me make a memory of it. Like, I think that's important. I think that's really important. That's really important. So yeah. that's all I have for research tidbits. And, you know, this was just supposed to be a quick little check-in, not an official podcast. We just wanted to let you know that we know that that children and, and adults and young adults are having some big feelings about things that, that they're missing out on. And how can we as parents help them to become to, you know, come to some place to um, kind of accept where they're at and maybe create some new memories? Yeah. So then the only thing I... Th- 
the only thing I think we have left to say is to remind everybody about our live coming up this Thursday on Facebook. So that's at 12.15 on Thursday. And uh, so join us for that. We're going to be talking about Stop, Breathe, Talk. But as always, we're going to be looking at kind of the ins and outs, ups and downs, and the research and reality around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is a research-based education program hosted by Lori Hayens and Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung with research and writing by Barbara Dunn-Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This program is brought to you by Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.